Yeah, like all girls in yoga pants smell like expired squash at the farmer's market. Um, I don't know who needs to hear this, like a PSA to the yoga pants enthusiastic enthusiasts out there. Not enthusiastic, because you should not be enthusiastic smelling like that. Um, but I don't know what, like, you know, we have to do, oh, like, I don't think people know that deodorant can work on more than your armpits. Um, it can work on your lips, your tidy, tidy lips. Um, little slip of the white slip, and next thing you know, boom, boom, there goes my hip. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I think if I had to give a percentage, an estimate, I think about thirty to forty percent of girls that wear yoga pants um, should not. And I look, I'm okay with a little camel toe. I am. I'm just not okay if my toe uh, tries to, you know try to nibble around and it smells worse than your foot um but yeah <laughs> uh i would say you're yamming but that's why you have a yeast infection um <laughs> it's the yeast of your problems though it's just boiling to the surface um <laughs> uh I guess that's why for Thanksgiving we get the. That's why they try to add sweet potato, make it a little sweet, you know. Um, get a little starch in there, even though I've been told that starch is a little overused in my diet. But I think when you wear pants like that, you need all the starch you can get. All right, now I'm starching the overdo it. All right, guys. I guess I guess we'll start it. Yeah, welcome to episode 191 of the Off and Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host. Clint Nelson. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps, and most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Sorry, titties. Uh, well, I mean, not if they smell like that. But hey, you know what? I don't discriminate. Ooh, that smell. You know, also one thing I I literally recently thought of this is we, you know, us humans, we have toilets. Animals like cats have kitty litter. How come we don't go the kitty litter route? I mean, yeah, look, it'd be a lot of scoopage. And I've seen some, and I wouldn't want the person scooping my poop be the one that work at Panda Express because they're always going to under scoop it. Like, trust me, you're going to need a big scooper for mine. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why, like, honestly. If, like, maybe veterinarians, people that are, you know, the ones that are scooping cat shit all day should be the one working at these food places that scoop your food. Because at least I know I'm not going to get underserved. They're used to scooping these big old cahoons and big old papoons. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, like, why? How come we decided to go with unlimited water just using so much energy and power going up and down the sewer system we have? And cats were like, hey, you know, just stick in this dry cereal looking thing. And then like every time they want to fucking take a shit, they're just like making all this unnecessary paw noise. Like like they're digging for some fucking 18 karat gold that's going to be more expensive than any ring I ever buy. But hey, you know what? The only metal detector I get is in the reach. Um, (laughs) uh, Because I'm going hard in the paint right now. Um, three second violation. Uh, well, if you go three seconds, that's a violation of something. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, 
We, we you know dogs don't have dog litter. How come cats feel so goddamn special? We have to give them air freshener for their fucking toilet. Like cats are these spoiled fucking creatures, but we feel like we gotta give them all this extra treatment. And I feel like honestly, it's because we seek their approval so much because they refuse to give anything in return. They are these unhappy, unappreciative creatures. So we try so hard to maybe one day make them smile. And they just look at us like, and they just keep shitting. And they just keep taking and taking. And they are ungrateful. They look at you like you're the problem when they just occupy your space. And they act like you're the, like you're living like you're a privilege to be in their presence when they contribute nothing to your presence. It's this unwarranted ego. And I think maybe that's why like you have people in their spirit animals. Don't, don't even get me started. Um, you have people in their spirit animals acting like, oh, look at me. I'm like Garfield. And, uh, well, don't fart lasagna around. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> Apparently, word on the street. This man, <laughs> this man farted and everyone disappeared from this man. They like ran from him like a pack of mules from coyotes. And he looked at them like, what? You guys have never seen a man fart before? <laughs> and then, then he went up to someone with the straightest face and said, yeah, I had a really bad lasagna. <laughs> Like, the deadest is like, well, your farts are pretty layered. I got to tell you that. Um, <laughs> um, but, look, I'm a man. Like, I, I love lasagna. Look, I farted from lasagna. It's never been something where people, you know, ran away from me, you know? It's not to catch a predator. Like, I don't know. Like, would you rather be around a child predator? As an adult or someone that ate lasagna and farted in your presence. I'd rather be around child predator, I guess. Because I don't have to worry about them liking me. And there's no, like, real, like, presence. Like, you notice all child predators can't actually, like, beat up another adult human being. That's why they go after children. It's the only thing they can control. And so, I'm not afraid around a child predator. Like, yeah, you get the creeps, you get the heebie-jeebies, but I'm not scared of a child predator. Now, a man that will fart, and I don't know, if you've been to a bathroom these days, like, I don't, like, you just, I don't know what people be eating or not eating. I mean, people, people's shit smells unearthly. Like, I understand that we have a lot of genetically modified stuff, but your shit should be the most non-modified thing. It's a pretty internal struggle. It's like... It's like uh, the movie Tangled, her hair. Like, your internal digestive system is just this big old tangle of shit you eat. And somehow it combines into this brown cylinder. And then we drop it into a glass vase. And I don't know where I'm going with this. But <laughs> isn't it kind of amazing how all, it's, no matter what foods we eat, it always comes out the same. We can eat the greens, the yellows, the blues, the red meat, the morning star meat, the tofu. And somehow, the shit always comes out the same color. We ever thought about that? How come if, I mean, only corn on the cob, you know, you assume little itty bitty pieces. It's like Reese's Pieces, baby. Um, 
<laughs> it's like a big old nougat. <laughs> it's like when you go to the gas. By the way, gas station candy is the most overpriced thing ever. Like, I always go inside to pay for gas because, you know, I have a big phobia about using my card at the, you know, uh, what is it called? The gas pump, which, and and they think because they put these little Verifone little dotted lights like it's more secure it's like no it's a fucking quick trip any the cheaper the gas the more likely you are to get scammed because that's where the scammers are um but notice how like gas like candy is a crazy fucking price like you go to a gas station and for like they have all these cool like like reese's oh my don't reese's has like 19 different versions of they ever Reese's with now they have like Reese's with pretzels in it. They got Reese's fast break outrageous bars. They got like Reese's with like some weird caramel drizzle and shit. And it's like two ninety nine, three dollars for a for a peanut butter chocolate bumpy stick that I could make and free. I can make on my cutting board. And put some macadamia nuts, throw it in the freezer, and make it for probably like 40 cents. They have the audacity to charge $3.20 after tax. Where was I going with this? Um, (laughs) But, yeah, candy. Well, I am eye candy. Um, (laughs) uh, Which, by the way, I got this Smarties pre-workout. That shit is... Now I know why the kids used to smoke Smarties back in the day. That shit is jumping as a destiny child would say ladies if your man ain't home clint's got the smarties pre-workout and i'm about to go broke because <laughs> boy when i'm at the gym a couple things are jumping 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 and uh it's typically their eyes because they're surprised how much i'm squatting um <laughs> um but yeah but yeah no oh yeah no matter what you eat it always is brown it's always brown maybe a little greenish um, and I would like, I would hate to, I don't know. Have you ever been with someone or not been with someone? Why did I say that? Have you ever been in a bathroom where you heard someone in pain shitting? Like that is the most uncomfortable feeling. Cause you don't know whether to be like, Hey, are you all right? Because we've all been there where we're clinching like, Oh Jesus. Cause sometimes you have the big logs. Sometimes you have the scattered, you know, raindrops. Sometimes it's just a, just straight, straight. Um, (laughs) I guess that's really what skirt, skirt means. Um, (laughs) um, And nothing is worse. Like, and also the after wipe. There's two, like, when you get to a certain age in your life, you're wiping, there's two, there's only two results. There's the ones where you have to do this endless non-stop wiping. No matter how much you wipe, it is just nothing but liquid gold. For like at least 25 sheets, it's at least like a two-minute process. Or you have such a clean, smooth shit where you wipe after and your ass is cleaner than before you went in. Like, I don't know, maybe I would want one of those toilets where like it sprays your asshole, but I feel like that may uh, hit a few G-spots. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, apparently there is a, what's the old, like, uh, I think it was Harris, not Harrison Ford. There was an actor and there was, oh, um, God damn it. What's the guy? Not Pierce Bronson, but, um, <coughs> I think it was one of the James Bonds, but it was like an actor 
where the rumor is for years he actually liked gerbils in his butthole and i think it was part of like you know the oh he sold his soul like you know the satanic stuff it was a way for someone to have power over him so he would have to do things he would wouldn't want to do um but you know i guess he really found that g-force in there um (laughs) get it gerbil g-force the movie g-spot okay just me all right (laughs) uh that's a rat race i wouldn't want to be a part of um (laughs) imagine if you're i don't know going back to cat imagine if your cat like you you never see stories of cats just like cats are supposed to be curious but they're never so curious to go inside of a human's butthole they just stick to each other's buttholes like they don't even like experiment with other animals buttholes they're like no we are, they are as, uh, what are they, they are as discriminatory, they're as segregated as it gets to buttholes. Like, they're like, no, we don't, we, we don't fuck with anyone outside. Because they are such untrustworthy creatures that the most, they're such untrustworthy that they don't trust, they barely trust our own species. They don't even trust our own, like, kids. Like, you know, it's like cats and dogs, well, mainly cats, because they don't give a fuck about their children. They'll legitimately have a child, and they're out there, you know, going around the city, being homeless and shit, and, like, after, like, their kittens, like, six weeks, they'll just disappear from them. We don't chastise them. Like, hey, you gotta find out your own kid. It's like, I, it's like, I don't even have claws yet. It's like, hey, you know, we all have to learn the hard way. But cats are ruthless, like, imagine if we, like, but if I, if I were to have a six-week-year-old child, be like, hey, kid, make it happen. It's like, no, like, I'll be getting child support after me, which apparently, actually, I saw somewhere, Brian McKnight, you know, uh, I guess we could start back at one. Um, <laughs> uh, make your dreams come true, two, anything for you, three. You're the one I see. You're the only one for me. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's this big thing because he actually has chosen. He chose his wife and his stepchildren over his ex-partner and their biological children. Like, what I mean by that is like, <coughs> well, his biological children are apparently adults now. And there was like things years ago or not too long ago where he basically like hey you know he got shitted on for cutting off his you know adult children from his funds and stuff because they were coming out shitting on him for being a bad parent because he stopped you know funding their paying for their shit when they're already 20 something and apparently now he has he has basically not that he doesn't acknowledge them but his focus is literally his who I who he identifies as his children or his stepchildren over his biological children and people are shitting on him like oh you can't do that it's like you know sometimes like you know uh biology is a little overrated um i think it's like if you could choose like having a stepchild is actually this blessing in disguise because you get to choose qualities that you hate about yourself and avoid that in a child like you know that's my excuse for mine um 
<laughs> but a man like it's actually like the great because you get to go out there you're basically in free agency you get to choose the qualities and children that you don't hate because you know what we all hate all qualities and children no one likes children but we really but there's just some that you will tolerate more than others like if i had the deal if i had my own child and i saw and my child had the same irritabilities as me i don't know who would smack each other first <laughs> like because you know i'm in the business of smacking some shit wow that sounded really bad <laughs> Really, really bad. <laughs> Smackadabadoo. Um, uh, right smack in the middle of ch- divorce court. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. See, that's the only problem with doing this podcast is I feel like if I was ever in a legal situation, they're gonna take things out of every podcast I say and be like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> this guy. He said he would slap some <laughs> kids around. It's like, it's like. I mean." You, I mean, and I would be on the stand like, well, I'm not going to say I wouldn't, but I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would be my defense. <laughs> and the person who's in charge of typing all the words and shit, they'd be like, if you just read what I say, you'd be like, this guy's a monster. <laughs> it's like, no, like you got to hear the way I'm saying it. I would never smack my child. I'm just saying if my child is like me. He's going to want to smack me, and I might want to smack him. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, get that Ray Rice special. Honey Smacks. Um, <laughs> Honey Smacks is not even a good cereal anyways, but whatever. But no, as I was saying. But yeah, like, and I remember, like, in the comments of this Brian McKnight thing, you know, you can go look at it uh, anytime. Um... <laughs> uh but um a lot of people were like oh of course they may like oh this is the culture we live in where people you know what happened to ride or die with family or un unconditional support it's like eh, you know if you have that type of means you know you can apply all the conditions you know only people that rely on unconditional support is poor people like me, like I have to be unconditionally, I have to have people unconditionally support me because that's all I can draw the line in the sand about. Because you know what, I can't just be like, here's 10K, shut the fuck up and go do something. I can't do that. If I was Brian McKnight and these kids were on my fucking ass and they felt entitled to my money when they're grown adults, I would tell them, you know what, fuck you. I fucked up. You know, I didn't fuck up having you. But I fucked up the way you are, making me the way I am, and like, you would think there's like a spider on the floor, but um, yeah, but yeah, like, if I was, uh, look, I, I, I'm just saying that I, I, I don't think, uh, taking more of a priority over your biological children or taking more of a priority of your stepchildren is necessarily um, the worst thing you can do. Is there a bug? I think I saw something, but it's okay. Oh, by the way, for the fans out there, I have an audience tonight, an audience of one. That's why I'm like, this person like freaking out because, you know, you would have thought a freaking salamander had my podcast title on their back. 
They like, hey. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Um, you trust me, you can pause this anytime. Um <laughs> But yeah, like I think I, I don't think it makes him this demon person, especially considering the situation. Cause people always were making like, oh, he shows more love to his stepchildren than his regular children. It's like, well, maybe his stepchildren show him more love than his actual children. And I think that sometimes we need to put responsibility on the children. And by children, I don't literally mean like seven-year-olds, but the children of the parents where they could be grown adults. If you treat your parents like shit, like you deserve what you get at a certain point. I think we live in this weird thing where we could just, we we become very, uh, we have that parent mindset where no matter what, they're always our parents. They need to treat us like children. It's like, no. It's like at a certain point, you're actually supposed to be eye-to-eye equal. And actually when they, when they get like older, older, you're supposed to be one that's kind of not parenting them, but you're the one taking care of them. It's like the full circle of life thing in the most convenient circumstance. But some people just want to be taken care of their whole fucking life. And it's one thing you want to be taken care of like a child, but you need to at least show some respect and love in return. And maybe you don't feel that. <coughs> just a thought but um yeah that's all i gotta say on that um <laughs> oh i love the demon eyes <laughs> all right gene simmons um <laughs> not a big fan of makeup but hey we can make up any time I'm a fucking fool, I swear to God. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Uh, kids at home. Uh, might want to press the mute button. <laughs> but nah. But yeah. Um, also, another thing. One thing. Just one thing. Um, don't joke about... I, I think we... It's one thing The I think the joking with someone... I noticed that girls don't really take the gender role joking thing serious, or they don't take it that funny. Like, uh, joking about, even joking about, like, hey there, you damsel in distress, make the boy a sandwich with a side of poached eggs and my side of raisins with a glass of unsweetened grape juice. Don't do that. Um, (laughs) and... (laughs) Don't don't even joke even when you cook most of your food anyways. Don't even joke about it. Cause if you joke about it, you're not getting anything cooked for you. <laughs> That's just my experience. Like, you know, I have parents and stuff. And like I noticed over the years the cooking for everyone thing dwindles down when the arguments become Ah, I do see it. <laughs> wow, this is what being going live is all about. And I just killed it with my socks. Good thing I'm wearing two pairs. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm literally looking at a dead, furry, little caterpillar thing. And this, this is live. This is live. This is not made up. It feels like we're watching 9-11 live. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'm actually taking off my sock. 
<laughs> ah, Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah. That's that's how you know you're living the high life when you got furry caterpillars running around. <laughs> um, that's how you know your boy's a provider. <laughs> um, it's the three P's: provide, protect, and paint us. <laughs> Cause that boy just got fucked. <laughs> I'm a fool. I'm a fool, but I'm a funny fool. Oh, don't pity the fool. Um. Oh yeah, but uh, today's sponsor, as I'm side oblique and crunching, is Dunkin' Donuts. The day that they sponsor me, I'm gonna demand a lifetime of free shit for the amount of unnecessary money I've given you guys overcharged with your price inflation. It's like I understand. It's funny It's funny how their price inflation went up when my pay happened to go up. I don't know. I think maybe an inside job's going on. I don't know. Um, but the audacity of you guys to charge three, $3 for a fucking little taco. I've never understood the whole like paying for taco shit. Jesus, this is a long way down. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, here's, like, there's two price like, it was crazy to me the first time I ever went to, like, a, it's not a Mexican restaurant. They call it a cantina, southwest Mexican type of place, where a lot of the exclusive stuff they sell is, like, oh, you get a plate of three tacos, and it's, like, 13 bucks. Something about that doesn't seem right. They're like, oh, but we put some Korean coleslaw on it. It's like, fuck you. With your little, oh, skimpy little fucking crunchy, stale fucking tacos. And you think because you put some Southwest mix on it, like, oh, we could charge whatever the fuck we want. The audacity, it's crazy. Like, I'm one, I cannot justify paying for things that I have gotten for consider. Like, I go to, I know, I've, I've gone to Taco Bell. Taco Bell is the baseline for what a taco price should be. So if a taco if a taco at Taco Bell is like a dollar twenty nine, and then I'm gonna go to this quote unquote Mexican cantina, cool, and they try to make some twisted fusion shit like, oh, here's some margarita Southwest Chipotle cremola from the Guana Islands tacos. Oh, and here's a side of lime, even though that'll be a 50 cent extra. They actually charge, I like, when I was with uh, some people, they actually charge, someone asked for an extra side of lime, and when the bill came, they actually charged 75 cents for the fucking lime. I wanted to squeeze the lime in the waitress's eye. Like, like even if you're supposed to charge me, I cannot with a good mind charge someone 75 cents. For asking for a side of lime to squeeze on your overpriced fucking tacos. 13 bucks for three fucking tacos. Do the fucking math. That's not with the side of potatoes. That's not with the side of, you know, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like some rice and beans that's bland as hell. Like, no. 13 bucks. Here's a little three taco slider. Oh, but we put in a little taco, like little uh, slider container for you to carry it. it's like i don't need something to carry when it's smaller than my hand anyways like yeah like you're giving me a fucking big old dildo in a fucking thing like and then oh here's some cremola coleslaw over it it's like 
It's like 13 bucks for three tacos. Like, that doesn't even make my dick wiggle. Like, that doesn't even, like, even, like, my, like, honestly, I think, I think my bank, like, if they, if you have some suspicious activity, they would be like, yeah, we're calling to make sure, did you really spend 50 bucks on, like, 10 tacos at this place? And be like, unfortunately, yes. So, like, ooh. Um, do you need better help? Um, <laughs> is shit really going bad in your life? It's like, yeah, I wasn't thinking. Um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, the pain, like this whole talk, and God, like, don't even give me start on these fucking bitches and their fucking general bitches. <laughs> Jeez, now I got a class vibe when I say bitches when I have an audience. Before, like, if no one's here, I'm like, fucking cunts and hoes and bitches. <laughs> but now, like, I got a fan here and, like, I'm like, bitches? <laughs> like, trying to get some eye of approval here. But yeah, no, these fucking bitches. <laughs> like, you know, you know those posts like all I want is to sleep in, have some cuddles and some tacos. It's like that's all you want. You you don't want to better your life. You just want to sit here with the when it's foggy outside and just eat some fucking tacos and cuddle. It's like, have you ever heard of reading a book, a hobby? Have you ever learned of eating your own cunnilingus? Like, fine, like uh, these these generic posts and it's always some like overfabricated some base like cloudy font and color tone in these like Instagram posts. I haven't been on Instagram in a while, but you all know what it looks like. It's like I just want to be on a beach somewhere, get fucked, and then just make money, travel the world, have a dog, and then you know avoid herpes. Like, it's like these weird specific things. It's like, why is these always these same basic bitch qualities? Like, why can't someone just be like, you know what I want? I just want peace of mind. It's funny how when I said that, everything got quiet. <laughs> I'm not even like, all the ventilation went quiet. And they're like, even the ventilation, it's like the freaking furnace on Home Alone. That's like, damn, I never thought of that. <laughs> It's like, how come, how, how come they're just never like, you know what? I just, you know, I just want to do something I'm fulfilled and, and happy. And I just want to, you know, uh, go through this life and, you know, do what I enjoy. It's always these very specific things that take no fucking skill. It takes no fucking actual real thought process. It's like, I just want to go on a beach. I just want to watch a cute boy play volleyball. I want him to spike it in my face and then give me spike lemonade and just be like, hey, I think I just met my future baby mama. Like, they want these weird shit like that. It's like, have you, I don't know, have you guys ever been spiked in the face with a volleyball? It's not a great feeling. That shit actually kind of hurts. Um, <laughs> Wilson, um, <laughs> uh, someone should cast me away from this mic right now. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's all I got on that, um, (laughs) ah, Jesus, basic bitches, gotta love them, they make the world go around, they make you appreciate the exquisite ladies, (laughs) ah, your boy's a, your boy's a player, (laughs) player, player, um, (laughs) 
I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm so out of the game, right? I'm like in the game, but I'm out of it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not actively participating, but I know if I was, if I just like had that switch and went out, I feel like I could just be like, I feel like I could do less than ever before and get just about anything I want. I'm not talking about ladies specifically. I literally mean anything. But I feel like I could go to like a Tahiti bar, right? And some girl could be sitting there drinking her Blue Fuego. And I would go up to her, sit next to her, and be like, So, it's paradise, huh? I feel like my pickup game, it's we- it sounds weak at first. But then it comes around. It's like a ling it's like a lingering disease in you. Um it's like at first you're like, get away from me, vaccine. Err. But then the second like it's just there long enough, you're like, you know what, I need the antibodies. Um anyways, <laughs> get in me. Um get in me, boy. Um <laughs> I feel like I go to a girl and be like, hey, you know, what's up? And I do like a little head nod. And she probably look at me like, uh. Because then, you know, all girls have this instant where like, if they tell that you are, that you've actually got some real like something to you, they've always got to act like they're not interested in first. And it look disgusted at you because they got to see if you'll still pursue. They got to still see if you'll still put your hand out. You know, they still, they, they don't want to see that you're weak and that you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. No, they want to see like, hey. Is he very like, if I do this, is he going to like run away and get scared? She'll be like, ugh. And I'll be like, eh, I can make you make that face later on. <laughs> uh, if you put your finger in my booty hole. Um, <laughs> um, and she'll be like, what? And I'll be like, got your attention. <laughs> and your E. coli. Um, <laughs> um, nothing wrong with a little E. coli, you know? Um, I've always, that's, that actually has always been a fear of mine is like, like someone making my food, not washing their hands after shitting. And by the way, if you ever go to a restaurant, I've seen plenty of times where the person that works in food behind the counter or a chef, wherever it is, I've seen them use the restroom and not wash their hands, even though every bathroom has like, Hey. It's funny how they have to emphasize employees must wash their hands. You know, it should just be everyone. Please fucking wash your hands. That's what the sign should say. Because like 80% of dudes don't wash their hands after they pee. I hate to break it to you. And 60% after they shit. So that's still a pretty high percentage. Um, that's the real truth. Um, but they'll be like, hey, you know, I didn't really touch anything. It's like, hmm, hands free. I can do no hands on my handlebar. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I think my, uh, as the kids would say, I think my riz is at all time high. I feel like, like, for example, you know, let's do, let's do a pretend role play with, uh, someone here. You know, you go up to a nice, lovely lady. She's wearing a peacock dress and, uh. It's got a nice little blue indigo midnight blue for the star night vibes. You're on some like cheap beach off, uh, you know, Cancun. Because that's where all the basic bitches go for vacation. Any girl that goes to Cancun just wants to be picked up and dropped a load inside of her. Because she's on birth control. No one goes out of country and not on birth control. Um, Notice how people don't get pregnant outside of the country. 
I don't know, maybe maybe sperm counts from other countries and ethnicities doesn't really hit you like in, you know, your confined living space. Just a just a hypothesis. But so you go up to a lovely lady. She's minding her business, drinking. She's watching the you know, the price is right or the bachelor. Um, but it's kinda weird how all, all these girls are want monogamous and all this stuff. And then they watch The Bachelor and they're like, oh, man, why didn't he pick this girl that looks like the other seven girls? Um, <laughs> and God, they're always named Lindsay and Kristen and Macy. Um, and Stacy's mom's got it going on. Um, <laughs> Milf Maynard. Um, but you go to a lady and you're like, hey, you want va- you want vacay? Don't say vacay. That sounds kind of gay. Just say, hey, you in town? Because you're setting the precedent that, hey, I kind of live here, but you can tell I'm not from here. So I have fucking money and I probably have a big, nice place when really it's just Airbnb. But they don't have to know that. Like, hey, you in town? And they're like, yeah, you know, I come here here and often. This is the first time she's ever been out of country, by the way. And like, hey. You know, I have a karaoke spot in my house. You should come and uh, sing along. It's like, oh, really? What uh, music you play? And you're like, I play house music. And uh, just like, oh, like what? It's like, you ever heard of the good things? <laughs> uh Cause your golden mouth would look good on that microphone. <laughs> you attend to license. <laughs> no, but seriously, you go up to her and uh <laughs> you tell her, Man, you look you look damning tonight. And she'll be like, Oh, thank you. And you'll be like, So you like uh you like burritos? <laughs> And she's like, burritos? And you're like, yeah, because I like to keep you under wraps. <laughs> uh, and ironically, that'll make it where you don't even have to wrap up. Um, <laughs> that's the type of game you got to have. But no, seriously. So here's what you really say. All, all shitting in her bed aside. You guys are like, damn, you look stunning. Like fucking stunning. And she's like, oh, thank you. And then you're like, you know, I, I typically don't do this, which anytime someone says they typically don't do this, they do it more than anything else in their life. I typically don't do this, but would you like to dance? It's like, well, go where? It's like, we don't have to go anywhere. Do it right here. There's no music playing. It's just a nice little bar. It's a nice little outside Tahiti tiki bar. And then you just rely on those pyro fire sticks and shit to set the mood. And you dance to your own rhythm. And that is a secret. When you don't have rhythm, make sure you dance where there's no music. Because you are the rhythm. Um, Secret hack. Not even kidding. Um, <laughs> so, you ask her to dance. And then... Uh, you know, she'll be stunned because guys don't ask girls to dance. You know, most don't. You know, they're afraid that, yeah, they're afraid the one, two steps not going to be, you know, up to par. So 
You ask her to dance. That's like 70% of the battle. Then you got to show that like, hey, she doesn't even have to do the work. All you got, you have two types. You get to do the hands-off approach at first. You do hands-off. You kind of just like, hey, hey. You do a little, always lead with the shoulders, but glide with the legs, if that makes sense, all right? That's what you do. Don't do too much. Keep it simple. And you kind of gauge where her body movements are. So then you can see how to move her later. But you see how her body movements are with her body type. Then as you're kind of studying her body movements, what she's comfortable with, because they're going to give like 60 to 70%. They're not going to bust it all out at once. They got to they gotta see if you're worthy when the music is on, all right? So you're watching them. You kind of study. And then you get closer. You get closer. You get closer. It's just like, hey, hey, hey. And then you kind of like, you grab, you know, you just gently start like touching one hand and you start like kind of moving around while you're kind of tangling around. And then you squeeze her like a mango. Um, (laughs) No, you don't squeeze her, but you do kind of caress with some fermentity, as they say. And as you're doing this, you get her close to your ear and you're like, you know, there's some, I feel like there's something about you that I don't, that I just want to tell you, but I want to tell you in secret. So you bring her close, you bring her ear close to you and you say, me, me, um, <laughs> no, but what you really say is like, I wish this night would never end and our whole life was more than friends. Yeah, I know. Look at me. <laughs> and then uh, you have triplets. Um, <laughs> but no. What, but then what you do is like, you know what? Then you take her to a nearby. You take her to a lounge or a club where there's actual music, where there's actual dance floor. Because you showed her like, hey, I can be the person you want to be around. I can I can make any situation, any environment interesting for you. I don't need all that extra shit for you to be stimulated by me. But then you go to the place where all the stimulation is there. And all you got to do is ride the stimulation wave. Because you are, even though you haven't been in her yet, you're basically in her at that point. Like you are stuck in her mind. You are stuck in her senses. I mean, she may be married, but she forgot about him for the night. She is with you to live the moment. Even if you are just the moment. A moment in time is better than a lifetime waiting for a moment. God damn it, Clint. Look. God damn it. Anytime I say some shit, I love myself. God, give me that. <laughs> but no. So anyways. And that is how you get the Riz going. Um, that is Uncle That is Uncle Clint coming to the rescue. That is something that your daddy will never tell you. Because the secret to the sauce is rhythm is overrated. It's nice. It will get you in the door. But what keeps you in the door is the fact that rhythm is dictated by you. You control the rhythm. Rhythm of accessibility and acceptability someone has to set the tone of what that looks like and if you set the tone of what that rhythm looks like 
that's the baseline. So when you set the baseline of the rhythm in place between that synergy and connectivity between you two, then that's really what the real rhythm is. That is pretty good. Hey, look, look. God damn, I should be like a fucking counselor. I should be a life therapist. People are like, oh, I can't dance. It's like, it's not about you being able to dance. It's about can you dance when, you know, she uh, when she's ready to run away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess the moral of t- tonight, today. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. I'm recording this on May first or second, technically. But yeah, I suppose say it again. But yeah, the moral of today's pod is uh. Keep your shit in house. Um, cats are ungrateful. Um, and uh, you're the rhythm to your music. And music doesn't even have to be there. And there was something else. Oh, yeah. Don't eat lasagna. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is episode 191 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all app. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. And I can't wait. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap and the boy got to tap the ass until she want to come back. Oh, oh, baby, don't cap, 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 gowns. Oh, oh, damn, my sister's graduation is this month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.